Copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Portland Police calling all cars. Attention all cars broadcast 299 regarding a murder. Be on the lookout for a man known as Jack Pike Jack. Height 5 feet 9 inches. Weighs about 175 pounds. This man is armed and dangerous. That's all. Rosenberg. <laughs> Rio Grande's huge black gasoline is evidenced by the thousands of comments made to our dealers and by the many letters written to us. Letters from intelligent buyers or fleets of commercial automobiles and such. Letters that back up the great acclaim made for this new, totally different gasoline by your city, county, and federal law enforcement agency. Here's what Mr. O.W. Hollingsworth of Coast Line Truck Service Incorporated Los Angeles said. We use your crack gasoline almost without exception, and we honestly believe it's the best performance gasoline on the coast today. Mr. A.C. Pritchett of the American Transfer and Storage Company of Fresno. In changing over to the new Rio Grande crack gasoline, our records show a marked difference in performance. On one particular run, we now use an average of 70 gallons of gasoline compared to 78 gallons of the old-style gasoline on this same hall. Mr. John W. Driscoll of the Glendale Wholesale Meat and Provision Company states, I've had occasion to use most of the leading brands of gasoline in my fleet of trucks, but I sincerely believe your gasoline is absolutely the finest I've ever used. I can hardly endorse it to any and all fleet owners. Just try for yourself the most highly endorsed gasoline ever sold in the West, and you'll return again and again to the red and white Rio Grande station for the gasoline that is first in public service and should be first in yours. tonight has been taken from the confidential files of the police department of the city of Portland, Oregon. We have therefore asked Chief of Police, Harry M. Niles, to prepare a foreword to our program. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. A sensational crime is often followed by an outbreak of similar crimes. A certain type of criminal, usually illiterate, always vicious, takes the facts of such cases as his inspiration and then devises plans to commit similar crimes, hoping to avoid the mistakes the original criminal makes. He is stupid in that, for the original features of a crime are often suppressed by officials in order to forestall just such tricks on the part of the criminal. Such an outbreak occurred in Portland, immediately following the arrest of Eddie Worden, known as Eddie the Hawker. Five days later, there began a series of crimes similar to that of Worden. But once again, the criminal learned that the first mistake a criminal makes is to begin a life of crime. We shall learn as our program progresses how one man learned this to his sorrow.
Saturday shadows of late afternoon were beginning to edge their ways over the rooftops of Portland, Oregon, and to settle into the streets below. Through their lowering gloom, a young man, his hardened features partially concealed under the turned down brim of his slouch hat, moved furtively along the sidewalk of one of the city's less prosperous business sections. He stopped in front of a second hand store owned by Morris Zelensky, threw a last cautious glance up and down the street and turned towards the doorway. Good afternoon, sir. I can do something for you, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, you can do something for me. Whatever it is you want. If I got it in stock, you can get it the best, mister. If I ain't got it in stock, well, I can get it for you anyhow. Don't worry. You got what I'm looking for in your place, all right? Sure, I wouldn't doubt it. All you got to do is tell me what you want. If it's clothes, I got bargains that will surprise you. All good material. And this week, I have special price and over. Uh, and I ain't looking for no new duds. Let me see one of them. Yes. Let me see one of them suitcases you got piled up on them shelves at the back of the store. Oh, that suitcase you find, I just got to see. Okay, okay, cross some of them down for me. I'll come along, I'll show you. I got one back here you couldn't leave anywhere for the price. All durable leather. Yeah, yeah. As I'm getting a dodge, wait, I'll turn on the light so you can see that. Oh, never mind that, I don't want no light on, see? Turn on the light, but you can see. Well, uh, the electric lights bother my eyes. Oh, that's too bad. Maybe you should be seeing an eye doctor. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Anyway, you could carry the most nice up front by the door. There's plenty of light there to see. Now, here's just a suitcase for a young fellow like you. Classy looking, plenty of clothes space, and almost like brand new. Yeah, yeah, it looks all right, but uh, I'd rather see that big one up there in the corner. The one on the top shelf. The black one, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Sure, I could make you a good price on that suitcase. Please, while I bring over the step ladder. Sure, take your time. It's all right. It's all right. Now, uh, would you mind to hold the ladder for me while I climb up? Huh? One time it slipped and I was for ten days in bed. Oh, okay, sure, I'll hold it. Thanks. I'll have the suitcase for you in two days. Oh, yeah? That's what you... Oh. Yeah. Not cold. Never know what hit it. Now, where's that cash for? Ah, here we are. Well, not bad, not bad. <laughs> and just like taking candy with my baby. What a dumb cluck I was not to think of this angle before. Uh-oh. Coming out of it. Okay, dope. Here's a piece of gas pipe you can keep to remember me by. I'm afraid not, Chief. So far, the boys haven't been able to turn up a single clue. Mm-hmm. They've checked both that piece of gas pipe and the newspaper to draft in for fingerprints, but no game. Mm-hmm. That's not so good. No, sir. That thug plan that will, Flaherty. The fact that he lured Zelensky into a dark corner in the rear of the store, away from the door on the show windows, demonstrates that. Yes, sir. That and the fact that he didn't leave us a clue to work on. Have you had a report on Zelensky's condition? The doctors at the receiving hospital say it's critical. His skull was fractured, and they seem to think his brain might be injured. I see. If he lives, I doubt he'll ever completely regain his sanity. Well, if that's the case, there's not much hope of Zelensky being able to give us a description of the man who slugged him. Doesn't look like it. We've got to get that slugger. If we don't, well, I'm afraid there's liable to be more victims. That's true. I want you to detail four plain clues from the job, Friday. 
Get them up into the north end as soon as you can. There aren't any special instructions. They'll have to think and act for themselves. Yes, yes and another thing. Yes, sir. Uh, make it plain to your men that we can't afford to let that slugger strike again. Because the next time, it may be a case for the homicide squad. began the almost hopeless task of tracking down a criminal who had left no clues. A man whose name and description were unknown to the police. A vicious thug, cunning enough to cover his trail and bold enough to walk the streets without fear of arrest. And then, on the day following the slugging of Morris Valencia, a stranger walked into a saloon that was situated within the block of the scene of the crime. Hey! Hey, bartender! How about a little service? Okay, coming right up. Boy, oh boy, have I got a hangover from right there. Yeah, well, I suppose the fellow's got his picture now, man. What'll it be? Uh, give me a shot of whiskey. Was it special kind? You want bourbon or what? No, no, a shot of your bar rice, right, didn't it? All right, look. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, that first drink on the morning after sure goes down hard, don't it? Yeah? And I'm a diehard. Go ahead, pour me another one. Okay. That one went down a little easier. Here you are. Maybe when those drinks start to take hold, they'll begin to feel more like a human again. You must have been on a bender. I was. And boy, did I spend a lot of dough. You did, huh? I'll say I did. But what do I care? There's plenty more dough where that came from. <laughs> You're lucky. I wish I could say that sometimes. Fill it up again? Huh? Oh, sure, sure. Even after last night, I still got some of my bankroll left. Yep. He's looking at you. Speaking of bankrolls, uh, see the morning papers? Nah. Uh, when I got up this morning, I felt too terrible to even think about reading a newspaper. Some guy dragged himself off a nice little piece of change yesterday afternoon. Yeah? Only a block from here. How? Oh. He uh, slugged Morris Zelensky, a fellow who runs a second-hand store down the street ways, and cleaned up the cash drawer. Oh, slugged him, huh? Yeah. Hit him over the head with a piece of gas pipe. The guy carried the pipe rolled up in a newspaper. Suppose it wouldn't attract attention, I guess. Well, that's one way of getting dough. Yeah, but only a rat would pull it something like that. Oh, yeah? Poor old Mars is in the hospital with a fractured skull. They're not even sure he'll live. Well, ain't that too bad. That is. Uh, <laughs> how much did the guy get, do you know? No, they didn't say. Looks like they got to have the Portland Police Department out looking for him, though. Look at him, dumb cop. Can't catch nobody. Say, uh, you haven't got a paper here, have you? Sure, somewhere. Want to look at it? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And, uh, here it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Morris Zelensky, proprietor of the store located at 3rd and Couch Street, is in a critical condition at the Murphy Hospital. The rally result of being slugged by an unknown bandit late yesterday. Motive apparently was robbery, but the only case discovered by police to see the gas pipe used by Zelensky's assailant is a weapon in the newspaper in which the pipe was wrapped. Zelensky was found unconscious in the rear of the store by Ken Robert Bloomfield, who has since posted a reward of $100. Hey, hey, uh, I'd like to get that reward, huh? Hey, who is this guy, Robert Bloomfield? What's the idea of him butting into this thing? He's an old friend of Morris's. He runs a second-hand store, too, over on 2nd Street, just a block away from Morris's place. Well, now, ain't that some? So this guy, Bloomfield, runs a second-hand store, too, does he? Yeah. Over on 2nd Street, huh? That's right. Well... And he can afford that reward easy, too. Old man Bloomfield's worth plenty. Oh, yeah? Oh, you know. Oh, everybody around here knows that. He's been in business in this neighborhood for years. 
You want another shot? Huh? Oh, no, no, not right now. I just remembered there's an errand I got to do. Oh, say. Yeah? You mind if I take this newspaper? No, go ahead. I'm all through with it. Thanks. I'll see you later. Robert Bloomfield, huh? President Couch, huh? Maybe. Maybe I can help you even more. I'm afraid I don't understand. You're Robert Bloomfield, ain't you? Yeah. Well, I seen the papers this morning that you was offering a reward for information about the guy who slugged Morris Zelensky. You know something about that crime? You know something? I'll say I know something about it. Well, have you told the police what you know? Of course not. Why should I? Especially after I seen you was offering a reward. Oh. Then you know who did this awful thing to my friend? Well, why else do you suppose I'm here talking to you? All right. Then suppose you tell me everything you know about this fight. Look, not so fast, brother, not so fast. There's a little matter of a reward connected with it, you know. Suppose you show me the color of your dough first. Oh, the hundred dollars reward. What do you think I'm talking about? Oh, but I don't keep so much money here in my store. No? Besides, how do I know you're telling me the truth? Uh, you'll know it all right when I get through talking. What do you keep your dough for here? In the bank, of course. Oh. Well, if you called up the bank, they'd send a hundred dollars over here to you, wouldn't they? Yes, I suppose they would. But I have no intention of doing anything of the sort. When the men who beat up Morris Zelensky over their head is arrested, then I'll gladly pay the reward. Oh, I get it. You're playing safe, huh? Well, you got some money here, haven't you? How about a little on account? There is just enough money in the register to take care of the ordinary transactions of the store, and I don't intend to use it for any other purpose. However, if you are sincere, and if you have a straightforward story to tell me in connection with the robbery and injury to my friend, I'm sure we can reach some agreement which will be satisfactory. Okay, okay, skip it, skip it. Come on in the back of the store, I'll tell you who slugged Morris Zelensky. In the back of the store? But why there? It was in the back of the store this morning. Yeah, 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 I know all that. I want to get out from in front of those windows. I don't want nobody to see me in here. But why not? Because it ain't healthy to do some things in public. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, you mean there are certain people you don't want to know you've been talking to me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Sure. All right. We'll go in the back then, Mr. Nancy. Come on. Okay, well. After all, I certainly don't want you to get in any kind of trouble for doing me a favor. Yeah. I kind of hope you'd see it that way. Yeah. Is this place all right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess this is for an effect. All right. Are you prepared now to tell me the name of the man who beat my friend so cruelly? Sure. Sure, I'll tell you the name of the man who slugged Morris Zelensky. You stupid fool, it was me. You? you? Yeah, me, and this is how I... Besides this, you can have this pipe for a keepsake, too. Same as your pal. Now, my friend, for that friend, we'll have a look in that cashier of yours. Ought to be as much there as there was no man to lynch you anyhow. What's that? This is all right. Business must have been booming for you, sucker. <laughs> you know something? I'm getting to like this racket better and better all the time. <laughs> This is just what I've been afraid of. I knew that if we didn't catch that stud in a hurry, he'd again. Who's on this Bloomfield case? Knows American, aren't they? Yes, sir. 
I'm expecting them to report back here at headquarters most any minute now. Well, uh, let's hope they found something worth reporting. I talked to Knowles over the telephone a little while ago, Chief, and he says there's no question but that Bloomfield was slugged by the same man who attacked Morris Zelensky. Well, I'm naturally inclined to accept that view myself on general principles. But has he got any tangible evidence to prove it, sir? Both Bloomfield and Zelensky were slugged in identically the same manner, sir. Each was lowered to the back of his store and then struck over the head with a section of gas pipe wrapped in a newspaper. In both cases, the pipe and the newspaper were left behind and the money was taken out of the cash store. Well, those may be right, of course. But I wish he'd get back here. We've got to get action on this thing before the situation gets away from us. This sluggers put two victims in the hospital already. Yeah. And within a single day of each other. One may never regain his reason and the other one's probably dying. Well, Broomfield's dead, so we uh, just received word. Then it is, my... Yeah. I tell you, Captain, that... Oh, here in old Merrick now. I was wondering when you boys were going to get back here. Yeah? Have you turned up anything new on that Bloomfield slugging? He's dead, you know. Yes, sir. They told us when we came by the death. I think we have definite proof that these two attacks were carried out by the same man, Chief. Oh, isn't that piece of pipe lying there the same one that was used to slug Zelinsky? That's right, Edison. Yeah, here's the one we picked up in Bloomfield's place. I'm going to put them side by side on the desk here. Ah, you see, sir? See what? What are you driving at? Both of these pipes are the same size. Both approximately the same length, and they're both rusted to the same degree. So what? Well, that indicates to me that these pipes came from the same source. Further proof of my theory that both jobs were pulled by the same man. Well, we're all inclined to believe that anyway. But what does it get us? What have we got that a clue that will enable us to find the man who pulled these two jobs? No, you got that newspaper that was wrapped around the piece of pipe that's on Bloomfield's store? Yeah, right here. I'll enroll it. There you are. Here's our second clue, Captain. You see this ring on the front sheet? Yes. Someone set a wet glass down on this paper, and the market left indicates that the glass was of the sort used by saloons for serving whiskey. Well, I'll grant you that, but as a clue, it's too vague for any value. Now, wait a minute, sir. Let me show you the back of this paper. Here, I'll unfold it and turn it over. Now, you'll notice that the back of this paper has been moistened at some time or other. The paper's been stained and lost smoothness, and there's still a noticeable odor remaining. Yeah, yes, I get it. Mm-hmm. Someone spread this paper out on a moist surface while reading it. And that odor and that glass ring on the front sheet means that the wet surface was the top of a saloon bar. A saloon, eh? Yeah. But you won't get any place searching through a flock of saloons for a man who stole two pieces of gas pipe from the same junkie. Oh, that isn't the idea, Captain. I'm going to search the saloons for a man who had a, or still has a certain watch in his possession. A what? That's right. Robert Bloomfield had the habit of keeping his watch in the drawer of his cash register while he was in the store. Now, that watch was taken when the cash register was rifled by the slugger. And I have a full description of the watch and the number of the movement. Oh, I see. Then you have really got something to go on after all. I think we have. And the newspaper clue merely narrows down my search for the watch to saloons in the vicinity where the two crimes were committed. Good work, boys. Just the knowledge. That we've any sort of a lead at all is a big relief to me. Uh, to all of us, I guess, sir. <laughs> well, let's get going, Nose. The sooner we find that watch, the sooner we'll have a prisoner. Again last night. Yeah, I know. You're in here for a little while. 
Was I? So going to talk to him, remember? Don't you remember coming in around midnight? You had some friend with you. Midnight? No, afraid I don't. The two of you sat up there at the end of the bar. Really? I was working one of the night bartenders' shift points. He, mm. he had a couple of drinks incidentally, you and your friend, and then wandered out without paying for them. Oh, it did, huh? Well, a guy sure does some screwy things when he's cracked. I'll fix it up for you before I leave. No hurry. Say, come here, will you? Yeah. How'd you like to buy a good watch cheap? I got a watch. Yeah, but take a good look at this one. Ain't it a honey? And I'll make you a swell bargain on it, too. It's a nice-looking watch, all right, but I wouldn't have any use for it. Guys, I'm pretty near busted. All right, listen, I'll show you what kind of a guy I am. Watches and money don't mean nothing to me. There's always plenty more where these come from, see? So, look, here's what I'll do. I owe you for four drinks, right? Right. All right, I'll put the watch down on a bar like this, see? And right here beside it, I'll put the money for the four drinks. Now, here's the kind of a sport I am. Take your choice. Whichever it is, we'll call it sweat. You mean either the watch or the money? Sure, sure, that's right. And there ain't no catch to it. Oh, all right. In that case, I'll take the watch. <laughs> okay, fellow, okay. That suits me fine. Uh, slip me shut a rye, will you? Sure will. <laughs> Thanks. You see the papers where that, uh, that slugger knocked off another man? Hmm? One time the guy died. No, I never read the papers much. Say, look, fella. Yeah. I notice there are a lot of strangers in this part of town tonight, and something tells me that they're dicks. You named it. Yeah, the dick is all right. A signal on every phone shop and second-hand store in the North End. Oh, yeah? You know, I bet the slugger would like to know that, don't you think? Well, if he knew it, he'd lay off that gas pipe racket. Why? Well, it wouldn't be held it tonight for any man to walk into a pawn shop or second-hand store with a newspaper rolled up in his hand. Yeah, I suppose he changed his racket, all right. Start picking on some other kind of stores. Yeah, I think it would be healthier for the slugger to change his business for a while. Hello, Mr. Jim. Huh? Oh, hello, Wong. Hello. Look, I'll bring you back your shoes, see? Oh, fix you up very nice, you see? Yeah, they look fine, Wong. Show up that, uh, that hair under the coat sleeve. Oh, yes, it. Hair all showed up very nice. Yeah, I'll show my clean, plastic suit. You like it? Oh, that's okay from here. And across the bar to me, will you, Wong? Yeah, yeah. All right. Here, you'll take it. Uh, hey, you did do a nice job. How much owe you? Uh, how much owe? Yeah. Oh, Vietnam, San Jacobo, and... How much is that? Yeah, 30 cents, 30 cents. Uh, well, that's cheap enough for work like this. Here you are, Wong. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, Mr. Jim. You'll catch me more, too. Get it clean and plastic. Wong, do very fine. Okay, Wong. I'll remember that. Good night. Yeah, yeah. Good night, Mr. Jim. Check Taylor, huh? I thought they were old laundry men or cooks. This is a new one on me. I know. Wong's a pretty good tailor. Oh, yeah. Got a lot of customers around here. Oh, probably makes quite a bit of dough, huh? I wouldn't be surprised. A little shop over at Second and Antini looks pretty prosperous. Second and Antini, eh? Just a block away, and a guy told me once the chinks don't keep their doing things. What'd you say? Huh? Oh, I was just thinking out loud. I guess a bad habit, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, no drink? Huh? No. No, not right now. I got a couple of things I got to do. Well, say, uh, huh? you threw that newspaper? I'd like to read what it has to say about the slugger if you are. You buy one of your own sometime. Sure, take it. <laughs> well, I'll buy one sometime. Hey, I'll just fold it up and slip it in my pocket. You're not making mind. any chances of the detective picking you up for the slugger. What? Them dumb cops? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Well, I'll be seeing you. Now, good night, fellas. Good night. Think Taylor, huh? Well, what do you know about that? And I'm going to block the way, too. <laughs> hey, look where you're going, will you? Hey, what's the matter? Oh, come along. Uh, Sorry, old fellow. Oh. 
Well, that's all right. Hello, Jim. Oh, hello, Exxon. How's the trick? Uh, pretty good. Now, you want a little uh, customary poison? No, thanks, Jim. Snow's not working tonight. Oh. Hey, who was that hard-looking gorilla that just went up? I don't know who he is. He's been dropping in here pretty regular for the last few days. I admit he looks kind of tough, but he acts okay. What you do for a living, you know? No, I have the faintest idea. You can have plenty of money. <laughs> Watches, too, I guess. Watches? What do you mean? Well, he was watch here. He laid that on the bar alongside of the price of four drinks that he owed me and told me to take my choice. Uh, I took the watch, naturally. Beauty, isn't it? Let me see that watch. All right, take it. Fight, George Erickson. It matches the description to a T. I'll open the back and we'll make sure. What's it all about? Uh, 14, 3, 56, 7, 8, 1. That's it. That's uh, our watch, Erickson. That fellow we bumped into gave you this watch, did he, Jim? Yeah. You know where he was bound for when he left here? I haven't the faintest idea. He said he had a couple of things to do. Huh? What were you two talking about just before you went up? Oh, I don't know. We talked about the slugger that's been operating around this neighborhood. That's about all. What did this bird have to say about the slugger? Well, I don't remember very clearly. Seems to me he said something about uh, the slugger changing his line of business, seeing as how you detectives were watching all the pawn shops, the second-hand stores. That would be a smart thing for him to do. Yeah, or anything else? Any mention of any other line of business? No, no, I can uh, no, no. Uh, Winman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the uh, uh, Wong, that, that Chinese tailor over second and Nankini. Uh, this fellow suggested that Wong might be making a lot of money. Then, good Lord, come on, those. There's yeah. still a bad chance that we can keep a Chinese tailor on our moors. Nothing to be bad enough for this yellow rat. I, I, I fixed him good, see, for hitting me with his plight. 
I'll fix him good all the time like a china. The more I think of the idea, the better I like it, Wong. No, but my name's not Wong. hurry up and call the wagon, Nose, before I yield to temptation. In just a moment, we shall hear the concluding facts in our story. For the last six years, Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline has been tested and proved by the exacting drivers of police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and emergency equipment in the cities and counties of California. These men who know have found it to fulfill all their demanding requirements. Let's drive into a red and white Rio Grande station tomorrow and give this new liquid dynamite an honest trial. Jack Carver, alias Gas Pipe Jack, was brought to trial and speedily convicted. He was sentenced to spend the remainder of his life in contemplation of the fact that a life of crime is a losing proposition. Cancellation broadcast 299 regarding a murder. The case is now in custody. That's all. Rolls and closes. Frederick Lindsay, bidding you good night for Rio Grande. Next week at this time, Rio Grande will present the case of the Tenth Commandment. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. KNX, Columbia Square, Los Angeles. 23 seconds until 9.30 p.m. B-U-L-O-V-A, Bull of a Watch Time. <laughs>